Hello and welcome to Be Powerful with Liz and Lee. It's a new day and we're so glad you're here. So you can expect to hear candid conversations on what it means to be powerful. Live authentically, live in the midst of ups and downs, productively, and above all else, joyfully. We are so thankful for you, our community of listeners, and we hope you enjoy today's show. Hi. Are we on? We're hi. on. Hey, Liz. Hi, Lee. Lee. Did you say hey or hi? I said hi, Lee. I know, but generally. Um, if I'm Concord, I'm going to say hey. <laughs> if I'm right here with you and say hi. 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 <laughs> or whatever. When I was in middle school-ish, yeah. I said this on the podcast, I had a drama teacher named Mrs. Kerr, and it was a nice school where you get to do everything, you know, like yeah. a recess she went every to private day. school. Could be, you tell? <laughs> another kidding. stereotype down the pipes. And... <laughs> get to do drama and arts and all the things. Mm -hmm. And we were in a play and she really reprimanded me in front of everybody. And it's one of those, I cannot forget things when she said, it's not I, it's I. I. And so, especially when I'm teaching, yes. when I say that, I always hear it. Yes. But I don't care. That's who I am. Well, we have a little bit of a Southern accent going on if you're not from around here. (laughs) But we do the best we can with the eyes. With our eyes. 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 Here we are back at the studio. Yes. I know. We kind of like it here. It's pretty I mean, bad. we're here all the we time. We good together we, in our blue. We didn't even plan this. But you've still got your towel. Do you want to show everybody yeah, your towel? Yeah, I do want to show you Do you want to do towel. another infomercial? Okay, here's the new thing. Okay, so the reason I have my towel <laughs> is apparently I grab onto the mic and I make all this extracurricular sound <laughs> that does not need to be in the podcast. So I I feel like, like I don't know, John Wooden. No one knows who that is. Whatever. A, a, a I coach. And I just need a towel to like grab onto and like yell at the team, even though I don't have a team. But anyway, I'm your team. You're my team. And actually we've got Nava Studio back in the studio today (laughs) because we had so much fun last time. We brought everybody back. Do it again, baby. Here we are in our blues. Well, speaking of, I don't know, feedback from other people, like your drama teacher that scars you, we've gotten feedback on our podcast. Yes, we we have. And we want to talk about it today. Yes. Because we we really don't see it. And so we've collected Kind of some of the YouTube yes. comments. Yes. And we're going to address them and you don't even know. I don't really no, know. No, I what don't they are. really, I never look at the comments too much on YouTube because people literally message me. I'm like, wow, okay, got it. I mean, we get a lot of interesting messages and comments anyway, but I'm excited today because you're going to read some from where? YouTube? YouTube. Okay. And we get some on the pod too, on the regular, just. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, right. wherever you're getting your podcasts, which please leave the comments there. And trust me, they can't be too racy because the racier they are, the more I love them. Oh my God, the more freaked out I get. <laughs> I'm already starting to sweat. I'm sweating. I'm this sweating. is, I also turned the AC up. Yeah, I was cold. That's why I'm I in this would. shirt. <sighs> All right, let's go to it. So this one is from the Hall Pass episode. And we In the last episode, we talked about the last episode. We won't talk about how you're such a good Hall Pass for everybody again. But the next one is, all she said was, okay, me too. That is all, me too. Married to a woman. So it's a woman, Beverly. My Hall Pass would definitely be a man. So she's another one like us. Well, oh, she gotcha. She's in a partnership with another woman. So, so She was married to a man for 18 years. I don't have, identify as a lesbian either. I don't know what I am. I dislike labels immensely. I don't fit into any. Take that one and run, Queenie. Well, she feels like she should be friends with me. I mean, I, don't, I feel the exact same way. I don't fit into anything either. What is her name? 
Beverly. Beverly, you and I should be friends because, yeah, no, I get it. Um, I think just like we talk about and what she's saying there mm -hmm. is she was married for a long time and now she's with a woman. Is that right? That's right. And But she doesn't. she's not attracted to other women. That's not as weird as it seems. Right. I think that we're all just doing the expectation spectrum thing, which means <laughs> that we are attracted to the people that speak to our souls. And if they happen to be the same gender, so be it. I say we take gender and we take it out to the trash or we take it out to the curb and we kick it. Or maybe the recycling it doesn't matter. We revisit it. Sure. We can revisit it all day long, but it literally, when love comes into focus, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what gender you are. Trust me, we all can have a great time with each other. Do you feel like a woman, like as gender, a she or her? Oh, yeah, definitely. As a matter of fact, I was interviewed. I'm so excited. I was interviewed by Pink News the other day out of the UK. And that was the very first thing they asked me. They said, what, oh, is really? your, what are your I'm pronouns? Yes. I hadn't come out yet. Okay. Uh, what are your pronouns? I'm a she, her. I identify as a woman. And that's great. But if you were a they, them, or a he, whatever, it, I don't care. I think it's just nonsense. <laughs> I just but don't think I, it matters. I don't know that you do. I think I want to draw a line between gender and sexuality. Mm -hmm. So really, if we're in the hall pass discussion, we're talking about attraction to a different person. And you're saying mm -hmm. that it doesn't matter if that person that you're attracted to is a man or woman. And when we did the hall pass episode, you happen, we both happen to have our attractions be men. Mm -hmm. We are currently not attracted to other women. I'm attracted to you. That's um, good. And that's good. That is good. That is good. But you're also saying, and I think you do and everything you do. And the, what I know that you mm -hmm. say and believe really glad that you're a woman. Oh, God, yeah. Right. So <laughs> I'm so glad I'm a woman. Right. And B, I, I've, I've a, I had a little thought when you were just saying that about that. Um, <laughs> I think I have a habit of being attracted to men. Ooh, and that if I gave myself a minute, which I'm new to this, you know, being with a woman, I could maybe open, you know, you asked me in the last podcast, are there other boxes? Is your box completely oh, no. shut? Well, maybe I need to explore that. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Ooh, you, you, I'm not, not asking you to explore your sexuality and who you're attracted to. I'm asking you to differentiate the fact that you're like, we should throw gender to the curb and the we box. Should. And I'm like, is it gender? Is it sexuality? Like, I know oh, your beliefs on transgender and femininity and masculinity and that energy, but also don't forget how mm -hmm. much you like being a woman. I love being a woman and I love <laughs> sex. And I think that we sex and gender... <laughs> can be separate. Gender is how you identify. Sex is who you want to have sex with. If I want to have sex with a man, so be it. A woman, so be it. Mm -hmm. A person that is trans transgender, so be it. It does not matter. Sex and gender are not the same thing. Sex is lovely. We should all be having a lot of sex if we're older. <laughs> Not you little people. You mean like in your but, third chapter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real but, old. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but gender is, um, we said that in two podcasts ago, embarrassingly right. a subject right now. It should not ever be a subject. Mm -hmm. People should express who they are, when they want to do it, mm -hmm. and, be, and we as other human beings are not to judge. Right. We are to enjoy. And if it's not something you're comfortable with, 
fine. Don't be around people that are expressing themselves in ways you feel uncomfortable with. Simply mm-hmm. remove him, yourself mm-hmm. from those places or explore why. You know, just we are not here to legislate or to judge other people on how they they participate in life. Right. And I, I think there are, I know, there are a lot of people in the world. And even though part of our human nature is to want everyone to love and accept us, mm-hmm there's enough that we don't have to have that. We don't have to be friends with everyone. So to your point of let it go, if that's not serving you, Mm -hmm. if you're not giving and receiving in a way that works, let it go. Let it go. Move on. Yeah. But Beverly likes us and we like Beverly. Bless and receive. Yeah, Beverly, I like you too. (laughs) Not in that way. Or Lee will keep me. Go ahead. Watch it. Move next. Watch it. Okay, next one. I'm pulling it up. The truth about getting cosmetic surgery, cosmetic work done. Remember when we interviewed Gaurav Bahari, oh, our yeah. friend? Yeah, and he was it, great. this was just a nice comment. Right. Amazing interview. Can't wait for my consultation. Yes. So I don't even know how to say this person's name. N-O-U-Y. Noi, maybe. And so hopefully hmm. Noi has been by this point. Right. And going to have a nice hot bod. Well, I, I, the one thing I really took away from Dr. Bahardi's interview was what an extraordinary human being yep. is. And if I was going to place my trust into a plastic surgeon who was going to change the structure of my mm-hmm. look, then I would look for someone like that. He's a, he's, you can tell real from unreal. Yep. And he is a very real human being. I think he was good as his, at his craft. I, I really have not had plastic surgery from him, but I think he's probably good. But, you know. No, we know he's good. And he's I, just a good human. Right. And yeah. the message to be remembered there is that to enhance your life, right? right. Not try to be somebody right. else, but be the best version of yourself. I think he spoke to that, he too. Did, if he you haven't heard that podcast. say go back. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to it. Yeah. Thanks, G. I agree. Yeah. Thanks, G. The next one feels, um, what's the word? Like self-aggrandizing because these are nice comments. So we'll read them. Okay. It was from the episode Recovering from a Rough Mental Health Day. Remember that one? No. No, I do. I'll remember it in Guess a minute. Guess who wrote this? Who? Your bestie. Who? Guess. I don't know. Beverly. Oh, Beverly, what did she have? Beverly, back. what did you Beverly's say? Beverly's getting a good, like, rap here. Yeah. All right, ladies, love today's podcast. I've enjoyed all of them. It's real, it's honest, it's relevant, this, and go ahead. really helpful for a multitude of reasons. And that's just like, yes, life can be very messy. Indeed, it is supposed to be. How you both share, how you navigate through that messy stuff is inspiring. Thank you. And then Leslie wrote, great episode. Good. I think people are really struggling with mental health. Right. And we talked about that a while ago. So we did. These and are nice comments. Well, we are in so many ways. I think we're still, like we said in the last episode, possibly that we were not completely over the isolation we all went through for two straight years. Right. Almost three years, like two and a half years. And the main thing about mental health is being in community. And that's again was why why we are here in this studio, why we do what we do, is we know the importance of being in communion with other human beings. Do you and want to take that religious now? Nope. <laughs> I want you to use the word language girl <laughs> in the context that it's supposed to be. I know, I know. I just had to check. I know. But no, I, I really I think that uh, mental health, and I think everybody's paying mm-hmm. attention to that now, mm-hmm. and it's losing the stigma, you know? Right. Like, if you're, and that's where we draw the the similarities, Phys- physical health is directly in the same line related to mental health. If you take care of your body physically, your body re- will reward you with a sense of well-being, 
a sense of more euphoria, a, a sense mm -hmm. of joy. Mm -hmm. um, it is 100% related. Don't you agree? A hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. So the mental health aspect of all of us is the health aspect of all of us. You, you cannot separate the two. So, um, and, and I, I really hope that anybody that is struggling with their mental health will reach out to a professional if they need to, or at least to your friends and, or family, or if those are the people that you're having a hard time with, reach out to someone. And there's... Right. There's, I mean, <sighs> professional therapy isn't always the yeah. an attainable route for people, Correct. either time-wise or financially. Mm -hmm. um, so... You know, even if it's responding to this podcast or finding mm -hmm. one that resonates with you and sharing that with someone and opening the door for communion and conversation, it's right. really important. I agree. I agree. And don't underestimate it. And don't underestimate the things that you have to say because we're always like, or I, at least I can only speak again, as I say, I'm an expert on Liz, but I, the things I want to say to friends, sometimes I go, oh, this is so silly. They'll think I'm silly or find someone that you can really rely on to hear you. And have trust that you can, even sometimes when you're afraid. And and that's a risk you take. And sometimes it doesn't, you know, I'm not sure if it'll pay off or not, but I know that it's worth the um it's worth that step through the fear of that. Absolutely. Because the communion, whatever that communication is you can open up will be helpful to probably both of you. Probably. Mm -hmm. And I would go back to this, and we talk about this frequently too. As I'm, as we're talking, I'm just thinking about people who might not even feel like they have someone to talk to, right. might be too afraid to talk about whatever it is. That's when you write it down. That's mm -hmm. when you journal and meditate because mm -hmm. you've got to get it out there. And usually once you get something said or written or you move through it, take that walk, then it doesn't feel as mm -hmm. encumbering, encumbering as scary, perhaps. Yeah, I agree. And when I go back on my journal and I look at the, when we, yeah, some of you that. all might be going through some sort of change in your life, mm -hmm. transition, some sort of transitional emotional thing. When I look at my journal, because I write in it just about every single day, I, I have a real common theme and it's feeling alone. And I'm surrounded. I'm, I have you. Yeah. I'm surrounded by people that I communicate with on a regular basis, but there's a a feeling that is, I think, is universal for all of us mm -hmm. because we are walking around in separate bodies and we really need connection with one another. And I, I'm just surprised when I go back to my, through my journal, especially going through the times we went through where I just was like, I'm just alone. Right. And yeah, thinking of alone and loneliness. Yeah. I mean, I think the difference is you're probably not, probably not lonely if you're surrounded by people right. in your work or you out feel in the isolated. day, but you feel isolated or you feel alone as if you're the only person going through whatever it is right. that you're going through. Another point, get outside of yourself. Right. And the minute I would uh, step away, like the whole world, we get, we can just, I can, what's the word, perseverate? Yeah, when we just go after, we just go over and over the things that are going on with us, then we're just really in a scary wheel that is going to take us right and spiral, spiral us down. But if we can just, just maybe you can't figure that one out. You go, and that's going on hold for a minute. Mm. I see someone that maybe I can help do something completely different. And that is amazing. It's magic to help other people. Service it's to others. Magic. It's and it will, it will serve you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, serves the world. Well, for every positive comment, let There's there be a negative. <laughs> I, I think it's coming. Maybe we shouldn't say the name. 
No, but thank you, Beverly and Leslie. Yeah. All right. Ooh, thanks, James. So rebellious children become rebellious adults, and that's a good thing. So remember that episode? Kind of, sort of. Yeah, I do. Okay, here's his thoughts on this. Your children are not your friends. They're not your brothers and sisters. They're your responsibility, all caps. He's yelling, Jesus. Until they are of age and living independently of you. Until that happens, you, all caps, train them. You train them in as many life skills as you can, and passing them good morals won't hurt. Good oh, wow. Christian Mic morals. That was loud. Sorry, <laughs> novice who's sitting here going, we're really trying to keep this sound right. I like doing a little masterpiece theater. I she mean, that he yelled. I was trying to yell. Um, good Christian morals. Take that one. Well, I didn't. Thanks I didn't for sharing. Know that I stated. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Matt, no. Well, I didn't know that I was saying that my children are my friends. That you I mean, that I heard. We can be friendly towards we each should other. Re, we, we should always re-listen. We should. You know, we don't always go, and we were right and you were wrong, possibly. You know, everyone has a, pers- they're going to hear what they hear. Right. And someone heard that, and he yeah. spoke about it. And he has a right to. Absolutely. So, no, I have never, I mean, I know my own, I only had one kid. And, uh, you know, I, I was kind of like her friend a, a lot, but it was also a strict mom. Right. So I might have been like, hey, let's go have some fun. But I was also, and if you're in past whatever time, your ass is grass and you're not going anywhere again until you're 30. I mean, so <laughs> we, I, he's exactly right. But I don't know where we actually said that. Right. Now, we will, it, we will entertain the fact that we made that point, but. That's I don't think we did. We'll see. Yeah. I Christian mean, values, though, I can jump on that I'm one real sure quick. I'm sure we were talking a little bit about, mm-hmm. remember you have this want to teach children about sex and oh, the yeah. life and world, but I think that's preparing them. I mean, I don't think we're, uh, uh, to the point of responsibility, I think very important <laughs> part. I mean, I am trying to raise children to go out into the right. world independently and be kind to other people and have the responsibilities to be an adult human. Yeah. So. Well, and, and I, I think agree you do, with you. you're a great mom, by the way. And I think. You are too. I think all of, thank you. Uh, let's check with my daughter. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we, I, I, um, I was listening to a podcast the other day where a girl was talking about sex. A woman was talking about sex and how she said, I remember the videos we were taught in school. And she's very, she was in her 30s. So this is a younger woman mm-hmm. saying, well, we learned how to put on deodorant and we learned how, <laughs> and we learned about childbirth. And she goes, that was pretty much the extent of it. I was like, wow. Huh. You know, I, I mean, I remember, I, I'm older than the world, but I mean, remember mine was, you know, don't be the girl behind the bleachers with the red lipstick. You know, that was literally <laughs> my video. I was like, well, okay, what did they do behind the bleachers? And what, what that red that lipstick on looks pretty good. <laughs> I mean, what? So, so I think it's up to parents to where you're comfortable and, uh, and you, but it's, it's worth the child listening and hearing about sex from their parents instead of on their phones, right? Because there's a lot of, mm-hmm. this is a whole new world. I mean, they, they're saying 10 and 11-year-olds just, you know, watch porn. Really? Whoa, that would really blow my that, mind if I was 10 or 11 mm-hmm. years old. So that's, that's not, not a good, reality. that's not sex education. So anyway, we, we are getting way off of his point. His point was we should have good Christian values. Thank you very much. I have been a Christian in my day. Jesus is still my man. But you know what? <laughs> Values are about treating people the way you want to be treated and about opening up the world for people mm-hmm. and about 
loving who they are no matter who they are. And so we're trying to do that, but we'll keep working on it. Right. And I've met a lot of really great people who have really good kids who are Muslim and Buddhist. And oh, yeah. Not just Christian. Or atheists. Atheists, yeah. Sure. So, okay. Good that one. was fun. Okay. <laughs> well, we can take criticism. We, we Just remember, we were not making... Thank you. We're going to go re-listen and listen to what we had to say. This episode was the one thing Liz feels shame about in her coming out story. And this is, this is a good one. What was that? Keep going. This person says, what is this train wreck? <laughs> I love that. So they are former housewives that came out but feel ashamed? What an odd segment. That one didn't resonate wow. with <laughs> That's it. Wait, what was the last line? They were for, wouldn't they were former housewives who came out but feel ashamed? What an odd segment. Well, I was I think you I, ashamed that you, well, anyway. there's so many. Can I play with that sentence? Oh yeah. I wanted to be a housewife. I really did. I tried it for like a year or so and I was so bad at it that I had to like go to go work, right? So a, I really wasn't much of a housewife. Right. So anyone who was married and had a heterosexual relationship is was just a, a housewife. housewife? That's really? it. Really? Just a housewife. I try. I really just wanted to have lunch out, but it, I, it <laughs> did know. not work out for me. I did not like that part. But I was happily married for don't a few feel, years doing that. Excuse me for interrupting. Don't you feel a little more housewifey now? Actually, actually, yeah. Okay, I do. It's I feel like we're, we're like housewives. Okay. Um, but anyway, what was the other part about? Or, well, or the word train wreck? And well, train wreck. I'm going with you, baby. We could be a train sure. wreck. We might be a train choo, wreck. Choo choo. Yeah. Um, but ashamed? <laughs> nope. Well, not gonna, was, not going with that one. Shame about your coming out story. Oh, I forgot what that was. We gotta listen to that one again. But oh, I, I know what it was. Okay, okay. I know what it was. Okay, this may be a train wreck. Um, I was ashamed that I used to think that people that identified as queer, right. gay, lesbian, whatever, trans, all that, were born that way. Some of you are. Some of us are born that way. Some of us like you and me, choose this way. And what I'm ashamed of is always defending my queer brothers and sisters and saying they were born that way. Right? Maybe they were, but maybe they weren't. And that is not for us to ever make excuses, not only for ourselves, but for other people. Right, or judgment. They, mm -hmm. I'm not, yeah, that's a, mm -hmm. that's a judgment in itself. So I think that might have been in that episode. I can't remember, mm -hmm. but I venture to say that. And I'm, it, maybe it came out as a train wreck. I, I will give you that. <laughs> but I can say I'm not ashamed of no. where we are. And even however hard it was or how scary it was yeah. to come out of a marriage and into this relationship, I never, I don't think I ever felt ashamed of myself. Not in this self. No. no. I've been ashamed of myself prior. a lot of times yeah. prior. Right. Because I knew I wasn't living, living right. in my own socks. <laughs> I like saying that in my own socks, in my own space. the last time you wore socks? Never in my life since I played basketball in high school or something. Yeah. Anyway, or okay. I was skiing. Yeah, that was You me. were skiing. The next one, we need to stop sexualizing same-sex relationships, that podcast. Um, we had that. That was the name of a podcast? I forgot that one. <laughs> That's a good one. The comment is, what Lee said about same-gender relationships being sexualized totally resonates with me. Same girl. I got the same ignorant comments. Honestly, I was mortified. So when people want to know about, you know, when the first thing that comes to mind, if you look at a female-female, male-male yeah. uh, relationship oh, is in the bedroom. Yeah. Like, 
Mm-hmm. Well, tell me about sex. It's like you didn't walk up to your couple friend, man, woman, and ask them about <laughs> what's your going sex? on in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. So the the podcast episode was generally about that, like mm-hmm. people's assumption that they can go up to or even think mm-hmm. that we're odd in that way because we've chosen this. So they, so <laughs> I didn't verbalize no, you, you that. You did a well. great job of that. Go back to that podcast. They basically want to know about sex. They, they basically get think. You know, they are, they're thinking sex when they see two women. They're right. like. What is it? What is it like in your bedroom? Your point in that podcast mm-hmm. was, I don't go up and you, you and your husband and go, I wonder what sex is like between you and your husband. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that's some crazy shit. Uh, so, I mean, we all wonder that, but you don't yeah, like say it. You don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> and and by the way, it's great. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I think I think we've covered the sex and gender part. I think so Already. too. We've done that. Mm-hmm. I think so too. So the next one was about your abortion uh-huh. episode. And, what, and this person, honey, I like that name. I became pregnant at 16. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd never heard about abortions and didn't even know they existed. Since I was a child, my dream and goal were to study animal behavior in Africa. And in a brief act of teenage rebellion, my life was changed forever. My dream died. And with it, oh, God. a part of me died too. Seriously? As a result, I've never felt at peace with myself because I believe my purpose in life was thwarted. Oh my God, what? This one's, this one's going to make me cry. I know. Uh, I so she feels regret that mm-hmm. she had a child. Mm-hmm. Is that what Had I'm an reading? abortion. Oh, she had I an did, abortion. Wait, wait, no. That she had a child yeah, and didn't had. know about exorcism. You're right. So her lifelong dreams. Well, what is her name? Honey. Honey. Great name. What I would do, honey is I wouldn't let anything thwart your dreams. You know, you you have a child. That was a mistake. You might think it was. You, you've got a living being, and you're still alive. If you're alive enough to write us like that, then you are alive enough to grab it, to mm-hmm. grab that and go. There's a lot of reasons and excuses we can make for not living life to our fullest, mm-hmm. You're the one in charge of your life. Yes, you're mom. Yes, you have responsibilities. But your first responsibility to that child is to model the behavior of what you want that child to become. Do you want them to be dependent and out of control of their own life? Or do you want to model the behavior that says you can do anything and show, you know, be with them and let them see you be you and not bitter and not sad and not thwarted. That that really that makes me so so sad, and I, I really hope you hear this and that you're that you do that you just take some steps to be yourself and mm. find support with that. And you you it's, we can't do it by ourselves. We need help sometimes. Right. And I would say I'm gonna maybe guess that this person's uh, older. If mm-hmm. at 16 you didn't even know about abortions, and maybe you feel like going Ooh. to Africa to study animal behavior or whatever, yeah. it isn't attainable. But being yourself and living your fullest and, you know, there's no wrong time to do it. It might seem challenging, but I hope you go for it. I hope everybody goes for it because you... And maybe her go... um, Maybe her daughter's uh, African scientist. Well, at at 16, I had a lot of different goals then. So whatever your goal is right now, (laughs) even if it's not that anymore, don't, don't hesitate another second. If you need help, reach out. It's there. Okay. That was powerful. Yeah, maybe that's the saddest one I've ever heard. I know. Yeah. I'm glad they wrote. 
Me too. Thank you. For thank you. Thank you. Here's one. Um, this is the shame about your coming out story episode, but the question is, it's a question. Are you mm, ready? Mm-hmm. Liz, do you have children? <laughs> yes, I have a daughter. And what ages and what was their reaction? And how does someone explain this to grandchildren? And perhaps in your uh-huh. case, if you're all early starters, great grandchildren. That's great. I love that question. Thank you so much. Um, I can attest to a couple of things. Uh, telling my daughter was the hardest person I've ever had to tell. 20 billion times harder than even telling my ex-husband. And it's because I care so much about her. Not that I didn't care about my ex-husband, but I cared so much about her well-being and how I as a mom could damage her mm-hmm. that I pretty much, you know, I didn't do a great job at it. I've always said, I've said this a million times, I bloodied the truth, which was a raw but honest way to tell her. And then once she knew, we've worked on it for the last four or five years. And I am here to tell you, you can move through all that agony that is hard for you as a mom and hard for her as a child because everybody's going to react differently. Whereas my daughter wanted happiness from me. She mm-hmm. was she was a very shocking uh, thing to hear. And it it works out. Just keep telling the truth. Tell it raw. Let it be bloody. Let it be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let it be a mess. Let it be a train wreck. But tell the truth and get there as fast as possible. On the flip side of that, the easiest thing I've ever done, I haven't even told you this, uh, was tell my grandchildren two things. I told both of my grandchildren pretty much at the same time. And I said, and they were young. I can't remember. They were three years ago, four years ago, five, something. And now they're uh, 11 and nine. So when I told them, they were quite young. And they said, said, and the way I told them, I said, Lee and I are together now, sort of like you and mommy and daddy. We love each other in a romantic way, just like mommy and daddy. They didn't freak out at all. They went, oh, can we go to the pool now? So these were the way these two questions went. And so then yesterday afternoon, because, and I'm just going to blow it right here. I'm just going to like spill some beans. I'm considering marriage <laughs> to you. To me. Oh my God. Again. I mean, we've got the rings. We've done all the things. But again, you know, I had my grandson, you know, taking 25 bucks off of me playing ping pong. <laughs> We're discussing the uh, nutritional value of kale. We're talking about working out. And then I went, you know, I'm thinking about getting married. Do you think I should? He goes, yeah. I'm like, do you think it's weird in any way? He goes, no, y'all should do it. And he knows I'm talking about Lee. And he goes, I don't have to be like a flower boy or anything, do I? <laughs> That's all he cared about. And I'm like, no, but you might have to walk a me down the aisle. He goes, boy. okay, maybe. Aww. But, you know, I mean, like, it doesn't matter. We teach our children mm-hmm. fear or we teach them love. Mm-hmm. And in my case, I've taught my grand and Clary and my daughter, I know that she's made this as beautiful as she can or she wouldn't have these incredible two right. grandchildren of mine that are so accepting. They don't find anything weird. Because you didn't tell him it was it's weird. It's weird when you say it's weird. <laughs> right. It's wrong when you say it's wrong. And so the beauty of life, and what a beautiful gift I give to my grandson and my granddaughter, that life is open to you. You may be who you want. You may choose to love who you want. And, and I know, I know their parents the feel that way. Yeah. And when I say back to my own daughter having a hard time at the beginning, it wasn't about the gay part. No. It was about the part that 
you know, so many other parts, even the fact that I was not going to be married to her dad anymore. Mm -hmm. It was hard for her. It would have been hard for her if I was with a man. Mm -hmm. It was, it, that, that was not the, po the point. So truth will be bloodied. It will be raw. It will be a mess, but truth wins yeah. and love is going to win. And so here we are today. Happy. So did you just ask me to marry you? I might have. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we'll, we'll maybe. See. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll think about we'll it. We'll get back. The, the way I do things is sort of like the way we've got the, the you know, the engagement rings and all right. that. I was we just do it like, our way. I was like, are you, do you want to go buy a diamond? She's like, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I'm like, don't ask me twice. It's Tuesday at two. Yeah. yeah. Let's, I'm ready. Let's go. So we, we, we're rolling like that right now. We'll see. All right, let's build you up some more. Uh, let's see God. why it's important to tell your story. This is when you were published in the Huffington Post. Oh, okay. So tall, tal, T-A-L. Oh. I've seen your name before. I like mm -hmm. you. Liz has such a unique and special way of putting words together and turning them into these inspiring sentences. And for that, I am grateful. Oh, wow. Thank you, Tal. I'm also thankful for this article because it's what brought me here and essentially made me get to know you two better. Wow. It's inspiring and motivating listening to you both because you complete each other beautifully. I'm still catching up with the previous podcast, but I'm also looking forward to the next one. Oh my gosh, Tal, I hope you're listening. Thank you That's so really much. You don't understand how that compliment hits, mm -hmm. hits, you know, touches my heart because writing that article was, uh, that was a big deal for me. And I, and I felt, you don't know how many times I rewrote it and right. rewrote it and it, it because I knew it was a real coming out story as far as who I was and who we are together and, right. I, and, and how that affected is the question asked before my own family and all those things. And I, I really just thank you so much. And I hope you're still listening to us. And, and if we can inspire you, I'd love to hear more of your story. I know. You know, I mean, people that when, the, when you know these things resonate, you just go, gosh, what's going on in Tao's life? You right. know, thank you so much. That makes me very happy. I know, me too, and I'm proud of you too. Well, I'm proud for of that you. article and all the times you've told our story. Yeah, and nauseum. And, yeah, nauseum. <laughs> I, I do, I do. It's true. I no, mean, we both do. I and do. I mean, I, I do like to say because I am more, I don't know, less public than you've ever been. And now I'm just You're on pretty the ride, public. ride with you. <laughs> you know, you have a choice to own your story and speak about it and share it in mm -hmm. order to help other people, right. you know, to bring some awareness and openness to people in the world, because I've always just thought our love is very special and very real. And it's mm -hmm. a hope and inspiration and that love is obviously better than hate. So, well, I think our love is pretty special, but I think love is special period. So did you just write our vows? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We're going to have to, we're going to get back to you on this marriage thing. I'm feeling it. I'm fe I'm just saying, I'm feeling it. And I'm if you feeling, feeling it. like, I got to put the last, I want to be like, okay, See, then let's go. Or next week. And we'll by the way, like, do you really think we should be together? <laughs> no, the, re the reason <laughs> I have not felt like I want to do this is not about mm, you. I know. Marriage is not about Lee. I've got Lee. She's got me. We're together forever. Period. End of story. The marriage part is about the institution and the box that puts me in. Ouch. And it scares me, you know. I do. And, you know, no one hates an institution more than I do. And so it's an institution, which means there's rules. But also, the United States government really loves married people. They give you tax incentives, all those things. So, mm -hmm. you know, 
and I was talking to my lawyer and she goes, you really need to hurry up and do it if you're going to do it because there's a lot of change going on right now. So there is. And speaking of uh, LGBTQ in the South, remember when we interviewed Phillips? Yes. He's the best. So good. So from the growing up gay in the South with Phillips Wood interview, Giselle said, probably Giselle Boonshin, I would imagine. This Oh, thank you for this. I think our wonderful LGBTQ plus kids living in the South will find this episode very affirming. Thank you. Oh, yes. Who's not? No one is more affirming or much or fun than Phillips Woods, <laughs> period. He's so much fun. We we still want to get him back on. We just can't nail him down. The man is like... Walking the mean streets of New Orleans <laughs> on his Instagram. He is. You all need to follow him. He's hilarious. And he is a Southern boy that has always felt gay. And he was lucky. And fortunate mm-hmm. to have this amazing family mm-hmm. and a mother that knew it and embraced him and said, let's go, Phillips. And look how beautiful he is. I know. And that's the, and, I, you know, I don't think it's just a Southern thing that we have Mm-mm. trouble with our LGBTQ plus people. It's a worldwide thing, as we can see going on. Mostly America. In mostly, well, yeah, mostly, but you know, there's some well, places. There's some other places. There's people that are, like could be put to death, death if they, just yeah. Being. So it's it's everywhere, mm-hmm. and um, and I think if we just like remember whatever religion we're involved in, that most of our prophets, especially in Christianity, I know that the prophet Jesus would. I don't think he would have really been that first one to throw the stone at the LGBTQ people. I think he would have been the first people to invite them into his home to have dinner. Yeah, maybe wash their feet on the side. <laughs> what oh, else you want to know? <laughs> Let's wrap it up with this one. Okay. This is from Kendra. We know you, Kendra. We mm-hmm. love you. Thank you. When we did the episode in the studio. Oh, yeah. Like with the group. Right. Like we're in the studio, but when we had listeners come in, that was really yes. fun. We should do that again. Yes. She said, what a meaningful discussion with a strong group of women. Thanks for always being your authentic selves and encouraging everyone to do the same. Oh, Boom. Boom. That's a good one to end on. Yeah, that's really nice. And thank you. And, and well, we ended on two really positive ones Mm -hmm. and only did one. We hadn't gotten that much negative. That's good. Yeah. But bring it on negative. Oh, we love that. Shoot. um, (laughs) I don't know about that. Yeah. No, we don't want negativity out in our space. No, no, no. But we don't. We want questions questions or comments. Questions are fair, but negativity is not. Right. Put that in your journal. Right. Yeah, questioning everything. Question everything. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, question the motives here. Question the words here. All of it. And do it within ourselves, too. Mm-hmm. So this was fun. Was it? Yes. Good. I liked it. It was fun. Thank, Thank you, you everybody, always for listening, for writing, yeah. for taking the time to listen, to watch. Yes. We love to, you. To be with us. I love you. I love you, too. Bye. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening to us today, wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, you can now find our podcast on YouTube. Yeah. If you liked it, please share, rate, and review. We love five stars. And we hope you'll work out with us online or in studio at hilliardstudiomethod.com. Bye.